Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 14. And Jesus, being fully of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up unto an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship, worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus, answering, said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt thy Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. These are difficult times in world history, and we here today are to be the leaders of the future and must prepare to take our place to meet the challenge which will without fail come to each of us. Those words were spoken in the Pasquani Chapel in 1936 by Pasquani's second director, Mr. Teddy. At that time, the United States was still in the midst of the Great Depression and Pasquani's enrollment had shrunk. More difficulty lay ahead. In two years, the great hurricane of 1938 ravaged this hillside, obliterating almost every camp trail and path and destroying the original chapel where Mr. Teddy had spoken those words and where now all you can see is the ruins of the altar above the baseball field. Two years after that, Mr. Teddy died unexpectedly only two months before the start of the 1940 season with only 20 campers enrolled because he'd been too sick to do the normal recruiting. Mr. Charlie, who had to take over, described himself at the time as a subdued and frightened man of age 31. After Mr. Charlie's first three seasons as director, he enlisted in the Navy to fight in World War II, and the Board of Trustees voted that if Pop Watson could not return to lead Pasquani in 1943, that camp would shut down. These are difficult times in world history. Those words feel as relevant to me now as they must have then. Globally, it feels like we are living in unprecedented times with a pandemic, economic disruption, and heightened political strife. Locally, many of us can't do the things we took for granted just six months ago. Go to school, give a relative a hug, or shake Mr. Vinny's hand goodnight. Our circumstance can feel paralyzing. 
I was watching Pip Carr's video on forming a habit, and I deeply empathized with the moment where he wished he was spending more of his time learning how to play the piano, but instead found it so easy to retreat to the couch and eat junk food instead. It also appears Pip and I share an affinity for Cheetos. How do we act on what we know is right when we feel paralyzed, afraid, uncertain, and worried about what others will think? This talk is often given late in the summer, after we've spoken about many of the values behind what we are trying to do here. Opportunity and our responsibility to seize those opportunities. Kindness, compassion, and tolerance for others. Truth and honesty. Friendship and what it means to be a true friend. This talk is built on generations of thinking in the words of prior directors about how to translate the ideals we've been talking about and thinking about into action. Why is acting so hard? Why do we not always do what we know is right? Mr. Vinny? We don't think it'll be good enough. We don't think it will be good enough. Henry? We want the short-term satisfaction of not doing that thing rather than the long-term reward. We want short-term satisfaction versus a long-term reward. Rich? Worried about what other people might think. Worried about what other people might think. Mr. Vinny often quotes a line from the play, Inherit the Wind, where one of the characters says, it is the loneliest feeling in the world to stand up when everyone else is sitting down. Living by these principles sometimes means standing up when everyone else is sitting down, having the courage to face that loneliness, to face what other people might think, as Richard said, and to push through it. As hard as it is to wrestle within ourselves with our own inner doubts and insecurities, we will always have people in our lives whose influence and gravity pulls us in the wrong direction. That influence might tempt us to do or say something that we know is wrong, to take something of someone else's, to do something unhealthy, reckless, or dangerous, to do something that is disrespectful or cruel or mean to another person, to lie or to cheat. What are some of the ways that we get pulled into that? What are some of the ways that people try to persuade us to do something that we know isn't our best? Will? They say it's cool. They say it's cool. Natalie? You'd be spoiling all the fun if you don't do this. Townley? It doesn't hurt anybody else. It doesn't affect anybody else. Doesn't hurt anybody else. Mr. Vinny? Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. As Mr. Vinny often does, I've looked at my list and you've named just about everything else on it. A few others that come to mind is 
Are you scared of doing it? Oftentimes, particularly for young men, there might be an admonition to be a man and do it. Rabbit, in our chapel talk last week, talked about how some people might tempt you to do it to gain some type of social status, to make themselves or you feel greater than someone else. Mr. Gemjohn, who was director before Mr. Vinny, said that the single most destructive force he'd seen in people's lives was when they had become an involved, they'd become involved in activities they truly wanted to avoid, but couldn't without risking popularity, status, or being called names. People who bullied others when they really wanted to be tolerant. People who cheated when they wanted honor and integrity for themselves. People who became involved with drugs for fear of being left out of it when they really wanted health and freedom from addiction. Or people who engaged in shady business practices when they really wanted to be honest. Emerson wrote, you will always find those who think they know your duty better than you know it. It is easy in the world to live after the world's opinion. It is easy in solitude to live after your own. But the great person is the one who in the midst of the crowd keeps with perfect sweetness the independence of solitude. What helps us in those situations? What has helped you do the right thing when it's been hard? Amy? A good friend. A good friend. Will? Stop and think. Stop and think. Mr. Vinny? Similar to Amy's, uh, thinking of people that we respect and thinking about what they would do. Thinking of people we respect, thinking of what they would do in the situation. Henry? Returning to books or sources where you feel you can find your values and be reminded of them. Returning to some form of inspiration for your values, something that will remind you of what's most important to you. We've been fortunate to have collected some great advice on this topic over the years, a lot of which you have just mentioned. Um, first, one of the things we talk about is to think critically about what you are aspiring toward. Mr. Charlie, who was Mr. Vinny's director when he was a camper, used to talk about a tree growing on Kerrigan that kept getting bent down by some force but it would always find some way to return and keep growing toward the sun. And those of you who have been on Notch Post recently may have seen a tree similar to that in the parking lot near the Sawyer River Road that almost looks like it's shaped like a W. It's grown down and then up, down and then up. Ask yourself, what sun am I growing toward? Is it external praise, the approval of others, other people's acceptance? Is my goal to be popular, to have a special status, or to win a particular title? Or are you growing toward your own internal sense of what is best and in alignment with your conscience? Those external things are always outside of our control. We can never control the judgment of others. The internal are always and only ours. Are you growing toward having friendships built on easy, 
careless conversations where you never disagree, where you never have to have a conflict with someone that you care about? Or are you building your friendships on respect and kindness and trust and bringing out each other's best, even if it means disagreeing and being tough-minded with each other? What son are you growing toward? The second piece of advice, plan ahead. We can't prepare for every hard situation, but many we know are likely. When you're in school, it's very likely that someone will ask you to cheat. It's very likely that someone will ask you to drink or try drugs. It is very likely that someone will ask you to join them in excluding someone else because they are different from you. And when you leave school, many of those challenges will remain and you can add in that someone will ask you to trade your integrity for money or for comfort. Stop and think now about how you will act then. The third piece of advice is to practice the small acts. History remembers the big acts. History does not write down the countless number of little choices that prepare us to make the big choices. Those little moments when we are tempted to say something that is not true or when it is more comfortable to be a bystander to a small act of meanness. We sow these small thoughts, these small acts, to build our strength and character for the bigger ones to come. The fourth piece of advice, ask your friends for help. We are so fortunate here to have developed deep and lasting friendships with people of all ages. What a tremendous resource they are to ask for advice, to come to you to say, I'm in a tough situation. I don't know what to do. Can you help me think this through? The last piece of advice, similar, to Henry, to what you mentioned, was to reflect. I was reading one of Mr. Teddy's chapel talks from the 30s, and in it he said, take five minutes a day to square yourself with yourself. Sometimes we start growing in the wrong direction inch by inch because we're distracted from distraction by our distraction, and we just need to stop and breathe and think about ourselves and our choices. I described earlier some of the difficulties Mr. Teddy and Mr. Charlie faced, both in the world around them and at camp. After enrollment dropped in the 1930s, Mr. Teddy got enrollment up to its highest point ever, 104 campers, which I believe, Mr. Vinny, we've only tied once since then. He determined with his wife where the new chapel should be, placing it here in a young grove of pines that they thought would resemble the old chapel, which today it does. Pasquani did not close in 1943 because Pop Watson did return, and during one of his summers as director in 1944, a 16-year-old served on the council named Bill Davies furthering a relationship with Pasquani, Onaway, Mayhew, and Circle that lasted decades and has influenced many of us here. Mr. Charlie returned from camp, or from the Second World War, to lead the camp season in 1946. And 20 years later, 
1966, he gave a guest chapel talk at Onaway, where the younger brother of an Onaway camper happened to be visiting named Vinnie Broderick. That 13-year-old heard that chapel talk and thought, I'd like to go to that camp. So that's worked out pretty well. Shortly after Mr. Vinnie started as director, he led Pasquani through the 2001 dot-com bubble, then through the 2008 Great Recession, and now through this unprecedented season. Alongside his big axe, I would bet that each one of us who have been campers or counselors alongside Mr. Finney can remember a moment of one of his small acts of kindness, one of his small acts of inclusion and of doing the right thing. Each one of us, I am sure, has an image in their mind of Mr. Vinnie bending down to pick up a piece of trash from this hillside. And in fact, right now, he has a piece of trash in his pocket that he picked up as we started to walk down the hill towards this chapel. We have seen ideals work here. We have seen them in action. John Spath, another longtime Pasquani counselor, described the essence of Pasquani as a spirit of practical idealism, the principle of doing the right thing as well as praising and practicing it. If we act on those ideals, practice those small acts, we can act on what we know is right in our hearts. prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord God, when thou givest to thy servants to endeavor any great matter, grant us also to know that it is not the beginning, but the continuing of the same until it be thoroughly finished, that yieldeth the true glory. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us, and the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us peace both now 
and forevermore. Amen.